On this channel and elsewhere, I'm often asked about retroactive jealousy relapses. And as I have been working on this issue for over 10 years now, I feel pretty confident in telling you that what I'm going to talk about in this video is absolutely essential if you want to prevent a retroactive jealousy relapse at any point in the future. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy and save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. So for the people who are new here, the term retroactive jealousy refers to unwanted intrusive thoughts, often obsessive curiosity, and what I call mental movies about a partner's past relationships and or dating slash sexual history. And I define a retroactive jealousy relapse as those moments when you've made some progress towards overcoming retroactive jealousy, you're going along well, things seem to be looking up, and then all of a sudden you fall back into a deep, dark, retroactive jealousy rabbit hole. Many retroactive jealousy sufferers have had moments like this. In fact, I would say for most retroactive jealousy sufferers, it's not like their condition continues on in like a relatively straight uh, ascending line. It's more kind of like this. In other words, they'll be going along okay, and then they have a dip, and then they're doing well again, and they have a dip. And for many retroactive jealousy sufferers, it takes some time before they gain real consistency in terms of their recovery. So how to avoid a retroactive jealousy relapse? There are many ways to avoid a retroactive jealousy relapse. In fact, I recorded a video on this recently. Maybe my YouTube editor can put a card above my head regarding that. But in today's video, I want to talk about something a little different. You may have heard the phrase, what's your why? In other words, whenever you're pursuing anything meaningful, whenever you have any kind of a meaningful pursuit or a meaningful challenge, you need to have a solid, clear, and motivational why to keep you going. To keep you motivated, to keep you inspired when things get tough, you need to have a solid reason or group of reasons why you're doing what you're doing, why you're trying to achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. There's that quote by the German philosopher Nietzsche, I think I'm getting this right, he who has a why can bear almost any how. Something like that, <laughs> pretty close. The point is, whenever you're trying to achieve something, you need to have a solid why. And overcoming retroactive jealousy is no different. If you're working to overcome retroactive jealousy, you need to give some serious thought to your why. The question of why you're doing what you're doing, why it's important for you to put this problem behind you, what you stand to gain or lose, what you stand to gain if you beat this problem, what you stand to lose if you don't. You need to have a good why. Now, why am I bringing this question up in the context of this discussion on a retroactive jealousy relapse? Because if you put in the effort to beat retroactive jealousy, if you start continuing down that road and you start making progress, there's a very good chance that you will have a bump in the road. You may have a time when you're going along well and you're making progress and it's been a while since you've had any of the intrusive thoughts and all that. And then somebody says something or you encounter some trigger or whatever, and then you have a bad day or a bad month or a bad week or something like that. That's entirely possible, especially for the people, I would say, who lack a real structure to their healing, who haven't invested in a program or a book or a coach or anything like that. So in the moments when you need to get back on track with your healing, with your perspective, with your recovery, you need to have a clear why. And the more comprehensive and detailed this answer of why is, the better chance you stand, the better chance you have of getting back on your feet, back on the road to recovery as quickly as possible. So I kind of think of the whole question of motivation 
as divided into two rough categories. On the one hand, there's positive motivation, and the other hand, there's negative motivation. And I think they're actually both equally important. So what's positive motivation? Positive motivation says, if I beat, let's say for example, retroactive jealousy, look at everything I stand to gain. Maybe I'm gonna improve my sex life. Maybe my confidence overall will be improved. Maybe I'll get a handle on this problem, so regardless of any relationship I enter in the future, I'll be okay, I'll know how to deal with this if it comes up. Maybe I'll be more dedicated and focused at work and maybe that'll result in a boost in my income or a raise or something like that. Maybe I'll be a better father or, or mother to my children. You get the idea. I'm trying to do this thing and look at all the cool stuff I'll gain if I accomplish this thing. That brings us, of course, to negative motivation, kind of the flip side. What is negative motivation? Negative motivation says, if I don't do this thing, this is what could happen. In other words, if I don't take the steps necessary to beat retroactive jealousy, what could happen? I could lose my relationship. You know, in extreme cases, I could lose my job. I could alienate my children and maybe confuse them. I could lose a lot of sleep. How many more sleepless nights am I willing to go through? I won't enjoy my social relationships as much because even though I'm at the bar having a drink with my friends, I'm really still thinking about my girlfriend's past. You get the idea, these are all examples. And I think the sweet spot is balancing both positive and negative motivation. I don't think you just wanna have one without the other. I think whenever you're trying to accomplish anything, you need both. So if you're thinking about your why, when it comes to why you not only want to, but you actually need to overcome retroactive jealousy, think about both positive and negative motivation. Think about the two sides of that coin. In other words, think of everything you stand to gain if you get a handle on this problem. At the same time, remember everything you stand to lose if you don't. The point is, as you continue on the path to beating retroactive jealousy, there's a good chance you'll have the occasional bump in the road. And the clearer you are on your why, on your reasons for doing what you're doing, the better chance you'll have to get back on your feet quickly and to beat retroactive jealousy for good as soon as possible. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.